you are listening to the ACB Advocacy Update for the week of October 1st, 2018. Hi, everybody. This is Tony as well. Welcome back to our podcast, the unnamed podcast still. The unnamed podcast. However, we are very excited. The ACB Advocacy Update, as the first one was called, is now on iTunes. So you can subscribe. Just go to iTunes and search for ACB Advocacy and get the feed there. And we've also sent out the RSS feed uh, through some emails for those people that are on ACB Announce. If you're not... Go to www.acb.org and make sure you're on the Announce ACB list because that's where we send out a lot of action alerts and other things. But welcome back. Welcome, welcome. Number two, two down. Yep, many to go. Many to go. So this week we're excited because we are celebrating the big news from last week. You're hearing this, this is dropping on Tuesday, but we were recording this on Thursday. Uh, Was the Marrakesh Treaty. And which was great news. So there is a whole section dedicated today on Marrakesh that we broadcasted on our Facebook Live page. Which we'll talk about in a minute. We will talk about in a minute. And we're also going to be going to go over a little bit about what's taking place now. It's the 1st of October. Uh, it was Monday. And so this drops on October 2nd. And assuming all things went well, Congress had worked to pass appropriations measures for about... Uh, at the time we're recording this, 75% of the government is funded in theory, so hopefully there's no furloughs or shutdowns or anything like that. If you're listening to this, I'm sure the skies are blue and the seas are calm and it's all just smooth sailing for... And if it's not, well, that's Congress. Yeah, and that's, and that's you know, going into fiscal year 2019. As far as Congress, it looked like everything was pretty much, for the most part, level funded, as they say. Uh, there, it looked like there was going to be a continuing resolution for some appropriations through December 7th, uh, budgets for a few other things. Uh, defense seems to be the thing that always gets kicked out, not kicked out in a bad way, but but cranked out, I should say, much faster than all the other appropriations. Uh, and And so, you know, as far as spending goes, no draconian cuts, no major severities. Uh, but we will be talking, you know, in a couple months, looking into 2019, not the fiscal year, but the physical year. Uh, into what conversations are going to be in the fall because we are concerned, as talking before, about revenue shortfalls and things like that for programs going into next year and future years. But in the meantime, we we are, you know, operating as as all things normal. Congress is on recess for the most part in October doing Mm -hmm. campaigning. We're going to have a little advocacy update where we're going to talk about voting at the end. Very important. Very, very important. Uh, but for the meantime, you know, it's it's all things Marrakesh. Yeah. So that was really great news. That was a, that was a big a big win that's been going on for a number of years for for people in our community and for advocates. Literally of the years and years. Yeah, yeah, years and years. And you'll hear from that. You'll hear from Claire and I uh, do the Facebook lives. Uh, talk a little bit about the Facebook lives. What what is our target there? Our goal? Yeah. So we have a fun Facebook live that we put out every couple of weeks or so. Um, and it's literally live. So we're rolling as you guys watch on Facebook. We like to talk about things that are going on here in the office, um, things that might be going on throughout the U.S. or even internationally. Just topics we think would be great for you guys to hear. So check us out on Facebook. We are live, and we want to want to get you guys um, involved in what we're doing. And also check us out at advocacy at acb.org is our email to email anything. If you have questions around anything in these podcasts as well, if there are, you know, we're still looking for names. 
we got we got one person that sent them. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks, Anthony. Um, aloha and and thank you for sending those. And uh, we will throw them in a hopper, maybe pull them out of a hat. Uh, if maybe we can braille them all first, I guess would help. There we go. But yeah, so uh, you know we've got our new section. We talked about it calling connecting the dots. We'll see about that. If the that braille dots. Out. The braille dots. Wink. Funny. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Things going on in this world, though, other than the Congress, FAA reauthorization. There was some stuff with service animals that's in the FAA reauthorization bill, uh, but nothing serious. Some people we've got calls and emails about were concerned around the compromise to fund the FAA. There were some measures, some actually some good things about passenger bill of rights mm-hmm. for passengers with disabilities. So if you've had headaches with gate agents, people assisting you uh, or bad assistance, uh, they're going to you know have to go through extra training. And, and work towards bettering a lot of those things. TSA, uh, the way people just basically work with passengers with disabilities, hopefully will be improving with the airlines. That's big news. We get a lot of complaints about that during the year. And also, though, with the service animals, there's these ongoing conversations. We talked about it somewhat in last week's first podcast. Uh, but there is some language to do a rulemaking proceedings, and in that proceedings, where basically they, Congress asked the Department of Transportation to change its regulations on some certain areas. They asked a series of questions they want Department of Transportation to look into. Uh, These were sort of crafted somewhat in the spring, and and Department of Transportation has already started to undergo this and even ask these exact same questions. Mm -hmm. And we feel from what we've been, you know, our general sense from inside uh, the Beltway and working with Department of Transportation is the concerns of guide dog users is very well heard within DOT. And I think based on the responses we've gotten with the airline changing policies, um, and where they could have gone and where they ended up going. I think, I think we have a good footing and positioning here in, in Washington, D.C. with messaging. So guide dog users, I wouldn't be too concerned. Uh, everything we're hearing, uh, of course, I say this now, I don't have a crystal ball, uh, but we're hearing, you know, it's kind of what is in the legislation. If you read anything about service animals in this proposed rulemaking they're wanting uh, Department of Transportation to do, it's kind of what's already going underway right now. Uh, as they've been since June under what's called an advance uh, or an announcement of notice of proposed rulemaking, AMPRM. So that's where we are on transportation. Other things going on, not too much. Mm-hmm. It's going to get quiet in October. So we're going to be still doing this every Tuesday. Uh, we're going to be dedicating a whole episode to voter rights, but we're going to come back Thanks, after yeah. this section on AmeriCash and talk a little bit about voting. In the meantime, enjoy as we celebrate for... What are we celebrating for? Celebrating a global accessibility. Global accessibility media. literature yeah. in the hands of everybody. In the hands of everybody. Thank you. My yeah. brain just died there. So there we go. It's been a long week. Enjoy. We'll, we'll be back in a couple minutes. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Facebook Live. We are live. That's right. And we are celebrating. Come on, folks. Yeah. There we go. Uh, we had a great sort of step forward last evening in the House of Representatives. The Marrakesh Treaty passed through the House Yay. by unanimous consent, thanks to Chairman Goodlot for the Judiciary Committee and bringing that vote up to a floor, uh, up to the floor for vote. And we're very excited about it. We're going to explain a little bit about what does that exactly mean. What is Marrakesh? Why are we conveying this celebration, celebratory mood right now to everybody? Uh, and we're fortunate this time to have our executive director with the American yeah. Council of the Blind, Eric Bridges. Hi there. And, you know, because Eric has, knows probably Marrakesh as good as anybody else because he's been to Geneva. He's been there. And we'll, we'll kind of help pick your brain for some of the, you know, what was the chocolate like at the duty-free shop in Geneva 
uh, at the airport, those kind of real, real to the hard core hitting. meat, yes. hard hitting questions to, to go for. That's right. Um, and we also have Claire as well here. Claire everybody. Stanley, everybody knows, I think, that's checked out our Facebook lines before. So it, it just a, a real sense of, of what took place. The, the treaty passed the Senate uh, through ratification sort of proceedings in late June. Uh, this, and we'll explain what the treaty is in just a couple of minutes, but procedurally what needed to take place, because this is a treaty that affects U.S. copyright law because it has to do with accessible media, similar to like National Library Services for the Blind and things like that but on a global level. But they had to take care of some copyright stuff. So that meant the bill then had to go to the House of Representatives and work its way through the Judiciary Committee uh, onto the floor of the House before now it can finally go to be signed by the President of the United States and the State Department can then do what they call deposit the treaty into the World Intellectual Property Organization, WIPO. or WIPO as we like WIPO. to say. I just thought of the song Whip It by Devo. And <laughs> Whip I don't it good. There's a, I don't think there's a way to tie those in, but no, so I'll digress. So. But to that end, it will be deposited at the World Intellectual Property Organization, and the United States will become, uh, Claire, were you keeping count? Is it 41? We'll Where are we now? I won't swear by it, but I believe we're number 42. Okay, so uh, which anyone reads Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy That's what is I was the meaning about. of life, yeah. number 42. So. That's a deep dive you can also Google Also, Jackie later. Robinson's number. Exactly. Oh, really? Go Brooklyn. It's been so, retired. Yeah, go no Brooklyn Dodgers. No one in the major Dodgers. leagues wears it anymore. I know. It's exciting. Yeah, if only we were doing a Facebook Live on uh, baseball. I'm all about that. Anyway. So <laughs> we digress. Yeah, I'm from Baltimore, so we stopped talking about baseball a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> to that end, though, the Marrakesh Treaty is, is an exciting thing. I mean, we're, we're, we are hopefully there in the sense that the president, we're just you know lacking in those logistical steps forward. But it's exciting because it's been nine years in the making, and no one knows that more than our own Eric Bridges. Okay. I'm going to throw it over to you, Eric, sure. and, and share with us a little bit about how you feel right now and, and some of the key milestones over the nine years. Yeah, well, thanks, Tony. It, it has been a long ride. Uh, the American Council of the Blind was the first blindness advocacy organization engaged in this discussion at WIPO, the World Intellectual Property Organization, which is a it's a UN member uh, agency that's based in Geneva. It's actually near uh, uh, the uh, rest, really, of many of the UN agencies um, have uh, offices, major offices, or are based in Geneva. So it's a very UN-centric city, and uh, I went in 2009 uh, to... Geneva to their SCCR, I think it was 18 or 19, the Standing Committee on Copyright um, and Related Rights. Um, really just a, a absolutely fascinating title for... <laughs> yeah. Are you excited yet? They, Ooh, they know how to market it. Copyright that UN is, is, you, yes. know, you, you think they're Madison Avenue, right. not so, First Avenue. So um, I went there. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not a lawyer. Uh he doesn't play one on TV. I don't even play one on TV. That's right. <laughs> not even Matlock. Not even. Not even the hot dog. Um, but the, you know the, the SCCR was being held. They were going. They had put it on their agenda to talk about, uh, you know the the book famine is what they were calling it, and it's what it is still referred to as today as the book famine. The, the lack of accessible books and publications 
um, to individuals who are blind or visually impaired around the world or, or learning disabled. And the so statistic is like five percent. Is that correct? Yeah, it's it's hovered right around five percent ever ever since we started this discussion. Wow. And so ACB was there with a number of other blindness. Uh, NGOs from around the world, uh, such as ONCE in Spain, uh, RNIB, the Royal National Institute of Blind People in the UK, uh, uh, Sightsavers, which is connected uh, with RNIB in this initiative as well, uh, folks from South Africa, Argentina, uh, and, and elsewhere were there. And so it was, uh, it was a fascinating time because there was no instrument. And so this discussion in 2009 was, well, what sort of instrument should, should this uh, take or what, what form should this initiative take? Because there's different ways to move initiatives through UN member agencies. And so over the period of 2009, 2010, there was a lot of discussion. And in 2010... The, uh, the White House elected to get involved, and they actually sent uh, an emissary, uh, Kareem Dale, who at that time uh, was leading the, uh, the disability portfolio for the White House. And he actually addressed uh, the, the session in uh, June of, of 2010, um, which uh, was, I, I think, ultimately helpful one of the challenges that we had, you guys, and I don't know, you know, if this has ever really been covered publicly, was actually getting the Obama administration to uh, actively support something like a treaty. Um, there was a lot of reluctance. Uh, the U.S. delegation that was led by an individual who was very much uh, against this um, had a very difficult time in the beginning coming around it was like the rest of of the world and then there was the u.s off to the side hmm. so um it, it you know this u.s delegation was made up of uh representatives from from you know the the trade reps office from the department of commerce from the state department obviously also uh uh you know uh, trademark and and also uh library of congress so there was a lot of different hands that were in this in this cookie jar representing the U.S. and getting all of them to come to some level of agreement was very difficult. And uh, at times it got very contentious, in particular with the U.S. NGOs and the U.S. delegation. <laughs> Not so much uh, those from, from outside the, the U.S., um, although that you know, the EU presented its own set of challenges later on down the road. But it, it uh, was a, a real testimony to the negotiating skills of the blindness, uh, U.S. NGOs in particular, um, in 2011, 2012, 2013. Um, and our former colleague, Melanie Brunson, yeah. who led the way f uh, for ACB in those negotiations and did a, a world of good quite literally a world of good in yeah, uh, shout out to melanie who's now with blinded veterans there you go yeah, so, Thank you, melanie. so thanks melanie that was exciting and she was at marrakesh was she not she was, she when, was it, yeah. when uh i remember that when the agreement was uh set and for those that that don't understand for a treaty to actually 
take effect, it takes 20 nations uh, signing on. And so that didn't happen real quick. I think it took a little over a year for the first mm-hmm. 20 to, uh, to ratify and sign on. And as you know, Claire said, we're up to, we're number 42. Um, and so it's, this whole thing is a process. And when you take a look at what the U.S. has done or not done, over the last several years in terms of uh, ratification of any treaties. Um, this is historic. You take a look at the, the CRPD, which failed. Mm-hmm. Um, Conventions in, on the Rights of People with Disabilities. There you go. In, um, I want to say, late 2014, that failed. Yeah. Um, even though it had a majority, it takes uh, two-thirds majority to ratify treaties in the Senate. And so this was... Um, this was huge and it was huge because there was literally no controversy over this within the last couple years it was more about finding uh uh, finding space for it to move Mm -hmm. through the legislative process and we you know i I think there was unanimous consent meaning there was no opposition in both the senate and because there had to be that technical fix to u.s copyright law that's why it went to the house of representatives um, otherwise, it would have just been deposited in the, you know, signed by the president and deposited. In, in, but it, it was a sense of just, you know, you don't see a lot of unanimous consent these days yeah. on any subject. Yeah. And that was that was encouraging for us going into the, the push in the House we had because there was a fear that the House is only in session for another day or two before breaking for the October recess. And, you know, there was a fear that would we get pushed back into the – after the election when – who knows what's going to get pushed through yeah. or what won't get pushed through. Yep. So, so we were, re- you know, the, there was a, a sense, a really strong sense of alignment and thanks to advocacy, you know, the, the nonprofit groups for representing, you know, consumers who are blind in the country ourselves and the others, um, you know, we, we give, you know, credit to Scott Labar who worked out a compromise mm-hmm. with some tweaks uh, toward the end with, between the publishers and the libraries, there were some issues that had nothing really to do with Marrakesh. Um, but leading up to the Implementation Act being introduced in the Senate this past earlier this year, uh, you know, there was some compromises and work to, to mm-hmm. iron out to make sure that I think it helped with Congress to know that, that industry, in a sense, the publishers and libraries, and we were all together on this. So there was no reason why any legislator or policymaker should be behind, right. you know, in yeah. the sense of not catching up and, and supporting the bill. So, you know, we were real lucky in that sense of, of gaining a consensus at a time when, uh, you know, it's good news. It's nice to see us move into the October recess with this sort of uh, moment of, of celebration yeah. for legislation. And, and there's a couple of um, uh, organizations and individuals that I'd like to, to recognize. Uh, the first is uh, Knowledge Ecology International, KEI, mm-hmm. and uh, Jamie Love and... Uh, his wife, Manon Ress, who um, manage and operate KEI, uh, they were instrumental in the beginning in really helping to give uh, this issue a voice at, at WIPO um, and, in fact, assisted in some of the uh, locating some of the funds for folks like myself and Melanie Brunson to physically be mm-hmm. able to go to Geneva as many mm-hmm. times as we did because That's it huge. was a lot through the years. Uh, and then from the from the uh, international uh, blindness and visual impairment side, uh, Chris Friend, who has j- just been phenomenal down through the years, 
through his work uh, with Sight Savers International as well as RNIB and uh, his tireless advocacy, uh, which is my understanding, continues uh, at WIPO. And uh, those individuals um, played a, a big role all through this process, and we appreciate it very much. Yeah, definitely. And then, you know, there are those unnamed folks that just, the, the countless advocates, when we put out the push, when other groups put out the push recently to get the House, uh, our members responded. So thanks to our members for Thank reaching out. So I even got calls yes. yesterday of folks reaching out to Judiciary Committee members specifically and getting their support. So that, That's you know, huge, I yeah. think that helped push us mm-hmm. over the line uh, with all the advocacy that, that the members were doing. Uh, you know, and throughout just... In building relationships, this helps build solid relationships. I think, you know, when you work through process like this, getting to know the publishers, getting to know the libraries, uh, you know, we're very fortunate that Kim Charlson, our president, is, is a librarian herself by, by, by passion and love and leading the library up at Perkins, up in outside Boston. So, you know, to Kim, our president, thanks, and to all the people that... You know, it's like taking a long... I, I equate it to, like, that long van ride in college on some college trip. Like in some organization or so. I don't know if you guys ever did that stuff in college. But, you know, it's like you kind of have this bonding experience over time. You work with these people. And I've only been in it a few years now. But, you know, since we were at the White House a few years ago getting this sewn up with the State Department, uh, and now here it is done. It's like this strange long trip, like on the Marrakesh Express. I knew you were going to do that. I had to, I had to get point. it in there somewhere. Yeah. I'm not going to sing yeah. it. Right. But, oh, you know. Now you need to sing it. No, I'm not. <laughs> so ultimately, what does this mean, guys? Moving forward. You know, it, it's going to be, if you're a student studying abroad, if you're someone trying to gain access to international works, there's going to be fewer hurdles. We're going to be able to get access to materials. I think the, the key, though, of who's really going to impact are in those places around the world that are, that are joining onto the treaty that don't have nearly the supports that we forget how fortunate we are in the United exactly. States. Yeah. You know, I, I think those are the imp- critical countries to think about that are joining uh, that now are going to have, I remember when, when the Gutenberg Project launched on the World Wide Web, before it was the World Wide Web, when it was just still text, how amazing that was. For the first time, it's like you have access to mm-hmm. books and books, and it's like a library. It's so cool. And, and that feeling of that same feeling of excitement, I think, that, that can now matriculate through people that are learning Braille or need, you know, need access through other means. Yeah. Um, you know, so... That, yeah. That's a great day for, for those people around the world. Because the United States is a huge publishing entity. I mean, New York City, Boston, you know, major cities of major press and publications and press books and all types of materials. So. How exciting is that just to think that um, obviously it'll benefit us too, but like Tony was saying, um, to benefit the rest of the international community and to be able to share our literature. I know as somebody who needs uh, materials in an alternative format, how frustrating it can be sometimes to to get books I need and to think that in other places of the world it's exponentially more difficult. So the fact that we can all share our materials now and make sure that all of us have access to books and literature, that's just that's so exciting. I don't know, maybe that sounds dorky, but I think that's so, so exciting that we can all have literature and get our hands, sometimes literally, uh, on materials out there. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So we're, we're celebrating here, even though we still got a few more steps, but this was a big step. Yes. So we will keep folks posted on where things stand with the signing from the president and, and have a, a, a fabulous day because it's a, it's a sunny day in, in Washington.
Is it sunny? I have no idea. Yeah, I haven't been outside. It's, it's, it's so pretty nice. It was dark when I got here. So, <laughs> so there you go. Sunny everywhere. Yes. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, everybody. We're back. We're back. Yay. That was exciting. Um, and and it, it really was exciting. We haven't had that kind of win legislatively over the past few years on, on a number of issues. Uh, you know, we've been working this since I've been here. And so good news on Amerikash. Yes. So uh, one thing we'd like to do also at the end of each session is lead uh, sort of a little taste of, of an advocacy tip, an advocacy something to, to chew on or to engage on. And this week we are focused on the first one. What are we focused on, Miss Claire? Voting. Yay. It's important. Super, super important. Super important. I always tell people you're, you're talking with your vote. It's, it's huge. Yeah, and, and earlier this week we had an international, or not international, a national voter registration day. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not registered to vote, please do. And, and what are some other things for voting we can focus on? Um, go out there and check out what uh, materials are available so that you guys can be in the know. Um, there's all kinds of different uh, voting education pamphlets, um, so go check those out. See if they're accessible. They should be accessible. We haven't heard any issues. But if you do run into any issues, let us know, please. It's just so important and too important um, to miss out on. That's, um, that's right. Email advocacy at acb.org again is the yeah. email you can reach us at. Yep. Um, polling places should be accessible. Um, let us know if they're not, but we've heard some great things. I firsthand, anecdotally, have seen amazing accessible voting places. So something we should all be really excited about as blind or visually impaired voters. So we're in a great place right now. It's exciting. So. We we are, and, and you know, it's it's funny with the systems we have in Maryland. It's it's you really have to be patient because you have to listen to everything before you can proceed. Yes, same in um, DC. Yeah. yeah, and it's and and it reminds me that I need to do a better job of researching everybody on the ballot because yeah. usually you just kind of check, 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 you would think. Um, but yeah, just don't, register, don't, just don't research your members of Congress, right? The, the big people in the news or your senator that might be running. Uh, there's a lot of stuff on ballots we don't even know about, we don't even think about. And it's all Who important. are the judges? Yeah. Who are the local officials that, that are the people that literally, uh, I walked to my house and one was standing in front of my door with his kids wanting to shake my hand. Yeah. I was like, you don't see that a lot anymore. So, yeah, you know, find out about those documents being accessible and read all the way down the ballot and, yeah. and find out who those people are because those are the places that make real impact on local levels, real grassroots. And, and, and those people could be tomorrow's member of Congress. So. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, be educated. Yes. That's what we can say. So we have a month, six weeks to educate ourselves. Yeah. And we'll be focusing more on that in October. Yeah, so please stay stay tuned. Stay tuned is right. And I think uh, next week we're going to talk maybe a little bit more on maybe some international issues. It'll be, uh, you know, uh, World Sight Days on the 11th. Uh, we have White Cane Day in October. It's also National Disability Employment Awareness Month. Yep, good old NDIM. So I think next week as well we'll be talking about more employment issues and, and labor and rehabilitation. And because there's some things going on in Department of Education worth, worth sharing. And we'll have time to catch up on all that now that Congress is finally taking a nap. Yes. So, very well. Okay, I've got nothing else. Do you? No, just uh, like we said, we're going to be talking about voting. Don't forget, it's super important. Excellent. And what do we say at the end? Keep advocating. Right on. Keep advocating. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. For questions or comments, email advocacy at acb.org. 
Learn more about the American Council of the Blind by visiting us online at www.acb.org.